Boundaries. We, uh, who remembers last week's sermon? Huh? Brave. How about the week before that? Nope. Close. Consistency. And the week before that? How about the week before that? I know. How about the week before confidence? All right. It was called the wall before that. And, uh, but this week is called boundaries. So uh, I'm hoping to be a little bit provocative. Is that the right word? Provocative? Provocative today? Um, I'm hoping to uh, encourage you, but also talk to you about boundaries. God's boundaries versus the world's boundaries and where we stand in that. Um, There's a lot of boundaries that the world has been pushing the church. And we keep falling in traps that Satan sets over and over again. You'd think that we would learn and quit falling into the traps that he sets. But we are being pushed and pushed and pushed by the secular world and by the culture we have found ourselves in today, which is not the culture I grew up with. Um... We had things that went on when I was younger and, you know, the drugs and the rock and roll and all that stuff. And I know the kids said, why, why? Well, see, back then they were burning Beatles records and they were doing, the church was doing all kinds of things, but they didn't have their eye on the, on the, on the thing that Satan was really trying to destroy. And that was, that was the youth, humanity, drugs and alcohol and all the things with it. That's how he just wants to destroy everything. And somehow we got our eyes off of that and put it on, 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 on symptoms instead of the problem. The problem is Satan. The problem is evil. And if you can't determine this good from evil, there is no, I tell you this constantly, there is no in-between. You've got to understand there is either evil or there is righteousness. And if you can get that in your mind, in your heart, you're going to go, do well. You're going to go and do well. But if you keep thinking that there's some kind of middle ground somewhere, that if you just do enough good stuff that everything's going to be okay, then you're always going to fall back into the traps of Satan because that's just a trap he sets up. And so today we'll take a look and try to find these boundaries that God has set for us and try to figure out how to stay in God's boundaries in the world we find ourselves in. I mean, we've never, this country's never been in the positions it's in right now. We got one person running for president that may go to jail. We got a, another man that I don't even want to talk about him. I mean, we've never had anything like this. It's unprecedented in the whole, all of the United States. And so if you could just look up a little bit, you can see that Satan's really doing a good job in our country. If the only two people we can find to be president is these two. It's crazy, isn't it? Because that's what, that's what Satan is. He just, he just gets us. Are you ready to go? Father, we come before you this morning, Lord, and uh, Lord, I thank you for your people. I thank you for your church. I thank you for your sacrifice that you've made for us that we can come before you and open up this book called the Holy Bible and learn how to live our lives even in, in the hardest times. We can look to the past. We can see the future. 
We can see the present. It's all right there written down for us. We can see how to stay safe in, in a destructive world. We can see how to raise our children, how to conduct ourselves at work, how to conduct ourselves in marriages. and It's all right there in this book that you call the Holy Bible. Lord, I'm asking you that this church and, and other churches around the world would pay attention to your word. They would learn how to read it. They would learn how to study it. They would learn how to engage. And they would learn their boundaries. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm not on up here, guys. Come on down. There you go. Can we all stand for a minute and read these two verses? The earth. Thank you. The earth is the Lord's. Who's the earth belong to? Who's the world belong to? It belongs to God. So guess who set the boundaries? The Lord set the boundaries for the, for the entire world, everything, the heavens, everything. He set the boundaries. He is the one who's in charge. He is the one who's controlling all things. The oceans can't go any farther than they, than they can go because he set the boundaries for them. The mountains are where they're at because he put them there. Everything we have has a boundary, and God has set it, including the word of God. It's a boundary for our life. And he gives us these wonderful verses so, so we can see if we'll just believe that he is in control of all things, no matter what it looks like, and he set boundaries for the church, for the world. Satan's propaganda. I'm going to use two words mainly today. Propaganda. Everybody say propaganda. Do you know what propaganda is? It's an exaggeration of a falsehood that's trying to accomplish something against their enemy using falsehoods, lies, whatever they have to do, or exaggeration of the truth. It's propaganda. Every, there's, there's not a country in the world that doesn't use it in wartime. They use it by voices on the radio in World War II and all kinds of things. They use it any way they can. In politics, they use propaganda. They call it spin. And it's just a bunch of lies. No matter what side it is, it's just a bunch of exaggerated lies. It's propaganda. But Satan used propaganda. He knows, he sees, he understands how fascinated we are with gossip. And he engages in that. He uses propaganda to get us off guard. That we will believe the things that we hear, even though we know it doesn't line up with the Word of God, we'll still argue with the Word of God because somehow we have bought into the lie that Satan believes that we should love his propaganda. Does that make sense to y'all? Well, thank you. <laughs> Satan's propaganda is a tool. It's a tool he uses to confuse us, to get us off guard, to, to have us not do the things God asks us to do. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't, I don't want to cause any stink. I'm just going to stay over here in my little church and I'll do this and I'll do that, but I, I'm not going to cause any trouble. It's propaganda. And he uses it continually. It's used to distort the boundaries set by God. That's what he uses it for. So once you get to understand that Satan is full of propaganda, 
He's just, he's just full of it. He's going to continue to use it. You can recognize it and start to get past that. Does that make any sense to you all? Besides that one little boy. The Constitution, if we have a Constitution, you know the Constitution right here? 27 amendments to it. It's, that's all it is. That's our Constitution of the United States. It didn't take too many words for the men of God to put it together, did it? Because it was just pretty much cut and dry. They said what they meant, and they wrote it down. They didn't try to manipulate words. They didn't try to, to add things to make it sound one way, but then they can turn around and change it another way if they want to. It, they didn't use propaganda. They, they used what they said, what the Constitution of the United States should be. That's what they used, and here it is. You can get your little pocket Constitution. I, I would recommend that everybody gets it, and you read it, and you learn it, and then you sign your bidding to the back of it. That's what I ask you to do. Every citizen of the United States ought to know the Constitution, and you ought to read the amendments. You ought to know the Declaration of Independence. At least some kind of idea of it. You ought to understand it. Most people don't. Therefore, they'll believe whatever lie that Satan wants to put out about the United States of America. Whoever wants to twist and turn it, you'll believe it because you don't know what it is. And they can use all kinds of propaganda because you don't clearly understand it. And that's not anybody's fault but ourselves. And the church needs to recognize the Constitution of America. They need to understand it and be able to stand firm in it. The Constitution was prayerfully drawn. See, the men of God in, in the beginning, these men of God, George Washington and all the rest of them, they were men of God. They drawed this up in such a way that it could be put in a little pamphlet that you can carry around with you, not books like the Obamacare where you've got to have thousands and thousands of books to even know what it is or thousands of pages. You can't read it all. You can't understand it if you could read it all. It's something that you can understand, something that isn't troubling to us. So the Constitution was prayerfully drawn up by men who understood the boundaries of God. Amen? They understood it. And they just kind of figured out that everybody would stay there and understand things. After all, they were putting Bibles in all the schools, teaching people how to read and spell and all that through the, new, through the King James Bible. They just kind of thought everybody was They didn't realize the country would go this far. I mean, who could? In the last 30, 40 years, it's completely fall off the cliff was prayerfully drawn up by men, men of God, who understood the boundaries of God. I'll give you a few verses, we'll elaborate on a little bit. They said to him, Caesar, this is, we, this, we can find a lot of stuff about our government and, and boundaries and things in, in Romans chapter 13 too, but here in Matthew 22, 21 it says, they said to him, Caesar, and he said to them, render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and, not to, and to God the things that are God's. We live by that, right? We have to. We ha if, we don't, if we don't live by that, if a Christian doesn't live by this, then we're always in turmoil with the government we live with or wherever you're at in the world. I have to live by that. I can't drive 100 miles an hour and expect not to get in trouble. I have to live by the laws. I have to render under that. None of us are as free as we think we are. Your body's not yours. You can't do anything with your body you want to do. There's things you can't do with it. And he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God. We understand that. In verse 29 of Acts it says, But Peter, he stands up, he's bold, he's preaching. The Holy Spirit is upon him, within him. He stands up and he's preaching 
And he says, but Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. He's finding himself in front of the courts at the time because of his boldness for Christ. And they throw him and John in jail. They whip him. They beat him. They let him back out. And then they're telling him, don't you dare mention that Jesus around here. Do you hear that today? Don't you hear the same thing today? Don't you dare mention that Jesus around here. Don't bring your Bibles anywhere. Don't you mention it. What's going on back then, too? Not much has changed, has it? But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. So there's a, there's a boundaries here. I've got, the, I've got the government telling me one thing, and then I've got God telling me I obey him beyond what the government says. So whenever the government starts to, or any place you're at, starts to say that it's done this way, no matter what your religious belief is or what your Bible says, I've got a problem. Amen? I've got a huge problem. A huge one. Because I have to obey God. And that's one of the issues we had with the Obama thing is they were trying to put their beliefs and trying to take the religious beliefs out of that where companies like Hobby Lobby would have to pay into those things where they don't believe in abortion. They were trying to infiltrate the church and, and separate the, destroy the church even more. They were pushing the boundaries. And they continue to push the boundaries. So I have to live by this. Amen? I'm going to live by the Caesar, but I'm going to live by this also. And so if I'm going to live by that, I've got to understand the word of God and the boundaries that God has set before us. And I also have got to understand my constitution, my legal rights. There's a lot to understand as people, isn't it? But most people just get up and they're just running around their whole lives acting like nothing, acting like everything's just hunky-dory. Most college kids can't tell you anything anymore. It's, it's a crazy world. Nobody takes anything serious anymore. Satan has convinced the church that we must always be nice. Everybody put a smile on your face, be nice. It's a propaganda tool. You, the church has always got to be nice. You can't ever, uh, you can't ever not be nice. I mean, how in the world are people going to come to Christ if you're not nice? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I remember uh, some scripture in there where Jesus is turning over tables and grabbing whip and whipping people. Do you think that was nice? Do you think anybody would have said, Jesus, just be nice? Come on, Jesus, be nice. There's times that we must get beyond the propaganda of Satan telling us that we always have to be nice. Now, I'm not saying we have to be mean or anything. I'm saying we have to love. I mean love passionately. But there are times you have to lay down the boundaries of God. They're not going to like it because it interferes with what they want to believe, what they want to accomplish. I'm talking about anybody in the secular world. So the times that we may not look nice to the world, although we, it's, it's full of love. Anybody, am I making sense to any of you? Satan has convinced the church to be passive. To just be passive. To just sit back and be passive. Don't cause trouble. And we stand for nothing. We, we, we stand for nothing. Just please leave me alone. They don't leave us alone. We just step back a little more. 
I've got a game up here. Let me see. Everybody know Simon Says? Yeah, kids, they play it all the time, right? I got one. What's that say? Satan Says. Satan Says, don't take your Bibles to school, little boys and girls. Okay, I won't. Satan Says, don't you dare pray in school, little boy. Don't you even pray over your lunch, little boy and girl. Okay, I won't. Satan says, church, just be the church and leave everybody else alone. Don't talk about them homosexuals. Don't you talk about anything. Don't you even talk about abortion anymore. Don't you do it. You stay over there and you just be quiet. Don't talk about guns. Don't talk about anything that might interfere with Satan's joy. So Satan says, and we just go along and it's like your Simon says, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I making sense? So Satan uses his propaganda and puts his little games together, and we just go along with it over and over and over again because we want to be nice. If a person is in quicksand and you see him sinking, and you walk up to him and you say, Well, hey. I got a rope. I got this rope. It's yellow. Is yellow okay? I mean, I don't want to save your life if you don't like yellow rope. <laughs> if you want a, a brown rope, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go get one and I'll come back. Or a red one or red, white, and blue, whatever you want. But please, accept the yellow rope. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? How do you want me to do this for you? Do, you? do you want me to just throw it out a little bit? Or, or do you want me to put a loop in it? How, and a, a, as they're sinking deeper and deeper and deeper. And the church just says, I want to make sure I do this right. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. I don't, oh, my goodness. And by the time we get it to them, only thing's up to their head. So if we take their head, we'll choke them to death. Y'all think I'm nuts? The way we help people is we give them the truth. That's all I have. I have the gospel of Jesus Christ. I have the words of life. I give them the truth over and over and over again. I keep giving them the truth even when it's not nice. I do not fall for the propaganda of Satan I stay away from that, I stay on offense, and I give them the truth. I don't have to get involved with their craziness. I give them the gospel, everybody say the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we give them. The gospel of Jesus Christ. The love of Christ. People that are convicted are always going to say that pastor is not nice. Of course not, they're convicted. Their heart's hurting. They know the pain. But that doesn't deter us, and that doesn't stop us. There are many ways to help out. How many know about Clarity? Used to be Pregnancy Care Center. Bill used to be on the board of it. They're, they need people to help. There's many ways to help that we can help fight this evil of abortion. We don't have to stand back and do nothing. And it's not just money they want. They want your time. They want you to come in and, and help talk to women that are getting ready to have abortions. They're getting ready to, to, to have one of the biggest mistakes in their life. 
And they're looking for people that will just come in and, and spend volunteer time, will come in with smiles and love these women that are getting ready to, to have an effect on their life for the rest of their life. There's ways to get involved. There's a video out there, Matt Chandler's the man's name, under Matt Chandler, YouTube, YouTube under Matt Chandler Abortion. It's a six-minute, 41-second video. I would recommend everybody go listen to that. Matt Chandler. Satan, read this one more time. Satan has convinced the church that we must always be nice according to the design and stay within the boundaries that he determined. That he determined. Blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. Now, this is a, it's not a Matthew and what he's talking about is the Pharisees. He's saying that these, these Pharisees and Sadducees, they're always... Everybody's heard choking a gnat, swallow a camel. It comes out of the Bible, if you guys didn't know that. There's a lot of things that come out of the Bible, these phrases that we use that comes out of the Bible. And he's saying that you choke on a gnat and swallow a camel. They're saying that, what he's saying is what they did, they used to have this like a cheesecloth over their cup because of the, the, and it was a filtration system. They didn't want any kind of gnat. They thought that was really, really bad. And they didn't want any gnats or anything in their water. And they would put that over there and they would filter that out to get the gnat out. But yet they would never wash the inside or wash the inside. Wash, wash. The inside of the cup, that's what he's saying. The inside of them was filthy, but they wanted to make sure that nothing got in there and they would clean the outside of the cup, but nothing in the inside was filthy. When woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Oh, man, that's not nice. But, but it's right there in the Bible. And this is talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees, the government at the time. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of exhortation and self-indulgence. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. And you'll read this over and over again. Whoops, I lost it. I don't want that one. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Here it is again. For you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead man's bones and uncleanliness. Wow, that's some pretty harsh words back then. You could use it in different terms today, but it's still really getting into their face. They're trying to show them that they're hypocrites. That they're wrong, completely wrong with the, what they believe. They're trying to show them that they're out of their bounds with God. In Luke 12, 49, it says, I came to send fire. This is Jesus. I came to send fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. He's getting ready to go to be sacrificed on the cross. But he's talking about, I, I came to send fire. In other words, I, I came to break this, this division on earth that you have to make a choice between the evil or the good. That doesn't sound nice, does it? But yet it's the truth. And we're to give the word out in the truth. Jesus came, I came to set fire on the earth, and how I wish it was all, were already kindled. We need to set fire on the earth in some people's hearts, don't we? We start, start right here in our own hearts, a lot of us. Get our hearts on fire for God that we can go out and speak the truth.
If you, if, you're, if you live within the boundaries of Satan's propaganda, you will not find the fortitude to live within the boundaries of God. Let me see here. I've got a long rope here. How much time I got? I got doing all right. You too, come here. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to yell at you. Would you grab that end of the rope? Would you go down there? Yeah, just down there, down the middle. And stop with the. Go ahead, tighten it up a little bit. Go right, stand right there. Uh huh. Going down, going down, going down. Okay, just lower it down a little bit. Now we walk that way. Walk that way. Walk that way. Walk that way. No, no, no. Keep it down around their necks. Because that's what Satan wants to do. That's what Satan does all the time. He keeps pushing us. He takes this, this rope and he just pushes us. And, and if we don't either stand up and say, listen, don't push me anymore. Or we got to scoot over. There you go. There you go. That, that's it. Thank you, guys. It's no hard. Is it th- was that hard? There's got to come a time that you either quit get tired of getting backed up by the propaganda that Satan uses on us, and you've got to stand for what you believe. And the next week, I've got a sermon called Hope's Last Stand. And we're, the, we're, the, we're, we're, we're it. The church is it. It's always been it. But if you don't know your boundaries, you don't understand your boundaries, you allow the government or whatever else officials to keep pushing you back away from what God's word says, because you've got to live what Caesar says, except when it crosses the boundaries of God's word. And I'm telling you, we're close to being there. We're already there throughout China and throughout a lot of nations in the world, and America's coming there itself. And why, 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 do, I, why do I want to tell you this? Because what are you going to do? Are you going to wait until the rope is completely around your neck? Are you going to finally say, listen, Things like abortion is not of God. It is nowhere near of God. It's called murder. Simple and true. If a church can't even agree on abortion, it won't agree on anything. It's called murder. It is a body, a human being inside of another human being. That's what it is. And because it's in your body doesn't give you a right to kill it. That's like saying because somebody else has some kind of disease and is a part of your family or something, you have the right to kill it. You don't have those rights. Who gave you that power? The government? See, the problem I have with this is the government takes my money, my tax money, and pays for some of this. It infuriates me. It infuriates me that church won't stand up. If we go and help people like Clarity and other people that are trying to help them, help women understand what's inside them. I told Brooke this morning, I said, a hundred years from now, if Jesus hadn't come back, when technology is more, even though our technology is plenty enough now to understand that a baby inside of you has feelings and emotions at eight weeks. It knows these things. But in 100 years from now, they're going to look back on us and call us the most barbarians and barbaric 
history in the history of the world. We have killed 50 million babies since 1973. 50 million. 56,000 died in Vietnam, but 50 million have been killed since then. We sit back and say, well, it's already said and done. Well, I'm going to tell you something. This is called Without a Cause series. If you don't start pushing back, abortion is going to be the least of your worries. They'll come, they'll make your kids part of the government. You say, well, Paul, you're speaking propaganda. No, I'm speaking what's going to happen. You better start quit listening to Satan and start listening to God's boundaries. If you live within the boundaries of Satan's propaganda, in other words, you fall for everything, you will not find the fortitude, the strength, the courage to live within the boundaries of God. Sin is sin. There's all kinds of sin, and one sin is as bad as any other sin. It's all bad. It all goes, takes you to hell. All of it does. Some people say, well, don't look at this one sin or the other sin. Well, okay, but killing babies is a really bad thing. It's, you guys understand? Everybody say it's really bad. It's bad. It's bad. Quit falling for the lies of Satan. Quit falling that you have to do it that way. We have a constitution. We have laws. How do you think prayer got out of the schools? How do you think we can't even, well, they, can preach, they can preach the Koran now or teach the Koran in schools, but they can't teach the Holy Bible? That's what I'm hearing they're doing out in California and other places. How do you think those things happen? That's right. We've fallen for the propaganda of Satan. Stand up and fight. Fight with the laws that God's given us, with the constitution that God's given us, through the good godly men. Do something. Do something. It's the church. You say, well, this is just a little church. Yeah, but there's pastors preaching the same thing all across this nation. They're all pre we're preaching the same thing over and over again. Different words, but the same thing. Do something. Stand firm. Don't allow it to happen. The fear of man, in Proverbs 29, try, the fear of man brings a snare. In other words, we, we fear the propaganda that Satan puts out to us. We fear that, and it brings a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. So I, I'll, I'll give you my, my personal opinion is we haven't learned how to trust in the Lord. Because if we trust in the Lord, we won't let the boundaries overpower us. We will let the propaganda of Satan overpower us. We will stand with fortitude. Does that make sense to y'all? We will stand with that. But we can't figure out how to trust the Lord with the, with the, with the more simple things in our life. How in the world are you going to trust him with the, with the bigger things? Trust him with your life. I had a thing this week with a, a young a man that got me involved with some abortion things on a uh, this man doesn't go to church here anymore uh, anyway but he just mentioned my name and he said will you please help and it was a lady a couple of ladies and they were sweet they were nice ladies and I was being nice to him and they said and they wanted to know about abortion I said thou shalt not kill 
I thought that was pretty simple. <laughs> Thou shalt not kill. Okay, that should just be cut and dry, wouldn't it? Well, of course, not to, a, not to Satan that's trying to push our boundaries. Not to the world that, that wants, to say, wants to use every other excuse they can. So immediately when you say something like that, I know they're going to come right back with the excuses. Well, what about this? What about rape? What about a woman getting ready to die or something of her health issues? Those are the things they always use. Those, those things are so worn out. All that, both, both those things are very extreme. Very extreme. And so I refer to him that thou shalt not kill. There is nothing in my Bible that says anything that other than thou shalt not kill. It doesn't tell me that I can kill the baby with inside you or whoever because you were raped or because it might even take your own life. Because see, now we've got to go back to this trust thing. You know, there's a lot of people out there that want babies. You know that? There's a lot of people that can't have babies. I know rape is a terrible thing, and I know it's absolutely crazy. But you can adopt that baby out. And all I can tell you is your argument's not with me, it's with God, because he says, thou shalt not kill. I can't push the boundaries of that. That's what God says. The world wants to push it, Satan wants to push it, and he wants to come up with excuses. And I'll tell you, if your health is at risk, well, you'll know about that way ahead of time. There's things we can do. I've referred to this person, with particular person, to to Pam Tebow, Tim Tebow's mother. It was in a coma when they found out she was pregnant. When she got out of the coma, they told her they wanted to, to, to have an abortion with Tim Tebow, and she would not do it even though her life was at risk. She would not do it. So I would just refer him, go read Pam Tebow's message. She trusted the Lord with her life and her baby's life. Amen? She put that faith and trust in action. And we all know about Tim Tebow today. He's a wonderful man of God. Is he or is he not? So the fear of man brings a snare. And that that snare brings excuses. And Satan will use every excuse he can think of to just change your attitude and your mind. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be what? Everybody give me that last word. Whoever trusts in the Lord shall be what? Safe. Safe. That's not difficult, is it? Oh, take me back. I'm sorry. I'm about done. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? I'm not going to let the government separate me from the love of Christ. I'm not going to let somebody say that, well, you're just going to have to change your religious beliefs. I'm not going to go, oh, excuse me, time out. Boundary, you're, you're, you're way into my boundaries here. That's not going to happen. I, I have the Constitution that says the very first amendment that says I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. That's the very first thing they wrote about. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? See, because we're going to have tribulation, right? Will, that separate, will you allow that to separate you from Christ? Or distress? The distress, the, 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 these boundaries keep getting pushed more and more. Are you going to let that separate you from Christ? Or persecution? Will you let that separate you from Christ? Or famine, or nakedness, or pearl, which is pain. Or sword. Sword, that means the enemy coming to kill you. Are you going to let that separate you from Christ? I've told you before, there's a day coming if the United States doesn't change. There's a day coming that they'll shut the churches down. You don't believe me? Go ahead. I don't care if you believe me or not. I know it's going to happen. I'll be the first to go. That's fine. 
But you better start standing or you're going to go underground. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So in all these things, in all this distress and tribulation and persecution, we can be conquerors of that through him who loved us. For I am persuaded, listen to this, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, or, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. Satan will throw all his propaganda out. He will do everything he can, and the followers of him will do everything they can. They'll call us haters. They'll say we're not nice. They'll say everything they can about us. But in the meantime, we are to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? No matter what it sounds like to the world, because that is the only eternal life. Somebody give me something. Amen. Challenge for the week. Something else I want to do here too. Big word fortitude. I want you to put that in your heart. Because if you're going to stand in the boundaries that God has set for you, if you're, going to, if you're saying, Lord, I want to learn these boundaries, I mean, I want to learn them. I want to learn what the Constitution said. I want to learn what my legal boundaries are in this world. And I also want to the boundaries of Christ are, what the boundaries of the Word of God are. If you really want to learn that, you're going to have, you're going to, have to have this in you. Fortitude. Everybody say fortitude. You've got to have it. You've got to, it's a strength in the mind. You've got to have it. If not, then this will follow your life. You'll believe every spin doctrine that comes along. They'll get more creative. You know what, when the, when the church is gone, whether it's raptured out, however, however, whatever word you want to use, when the church is gone, you think they're going to allow people to believe that? That's when the government's going to come out and say, aliens. Aliens. They took them all. All the children are gone. They took them all. Because they, they can't allow people to believe the truth. Because the truth gives us strength and freedom. Amen? Strength and freedom and fortitude. There'll always be an excuse. There'll always be something they'll use against the people that don't know the Word of God. I told a couple people this morning, this morning I got in here early and was praying, and it's just a simple, simple mindset, and it's just something simple, but your opinion... It's a philosophy. Your opinion, every one of your opinions are only as good as the knowledge you have. If I ask you about doors, I've done doors for 40 years. You're not going to tell me something that I don't know about doors. I pretty much know them all. I've hung them all over the country. Every kind of thing you can think of, any kind of building you can think of, I've been there, I've done it. So if somebody comes up to me that's been with me for, uh, 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 looked at the door for a couple of hours, and all of a sudden they want to tell me all about doors and give me their opinion about doors, you know how fast I can read that they don't have any idea what they're talking about? Just like that. But yet their opinion can sound so good. They're, they may have an intellectual mindset. 
They can make words sound good. But in my world, they're crazy. They, they don't have an idea about doors. And see, that, that's the world we live in today. Everybody has these opinions, but their opinions, you have to understand, no matter what anybody's talking about, their opinions are only as good as the knowledge they have about that opinion. And most people don't have any knowledge about hardly anything anymore. We're not teaching them history anymore. They rewrite history as more propaganda. The history they teach them today is not the history I knew. Pilgrims didn't wear little white hats and big bow ties and killed a bunch of Indians or, were, or was not, I don't know, whatever they want to, it's a whole different story. Your challenge for the week is to stand outside of the propaganda of fear with fortitude, safe within our Lord's boundaries. Amen? I'm not telling you to take up arms. I'm not telling you to do anything like that. I'm telling you to stand firm in the word of God by trusting God with the laws that we have in this nation that were given to us by godly men and stand firm and quit allowing the boundaries to be pushed. Fight. If something's going on in a school, get in there and fight, parents. You don't have to listen. You don't have to listen. That You can take a Bible to school. They cannot tell you not to take a Bible to school. You can do it. Everybody say, you can do it. You can do it. There's a lot of things you can do, but because of the lies and the propaganda that Satan puts out, we think we can't do it. But yet we can. Dean is a wonderful police officer. His hands are tied in certain ways. But I can go to Dean when he pulls me over and tell him the word of God. He may not want to hear it, but I can tell it. I can still do that without getting arrested, right, Dean? I can do, I can do that. I can, still, can I still preach the word of God anywhere, Dean? I can still do it. Thank the Lord. I can still do it. How come we act like we can't? I can still go to street corners. Can I go to street corners and preach the word of God, Dean? I can do, I can do that. What happens if I go to school, Dean, and I want to preach the word of God? Can I still do that? I can do it, but they have the right to ask me to leave. But I can do it. And I'd have to leave because they asked me to leave. But I can still do it. See, the problem with the church, I'm going to close here in a second. The problem with the church is, we keep letting the rope push us more and more and more, and we're not standing in our boundaries. Let's stand, please. To stand outside of the propaganda of fear with fortitude, safe within our Lord's boundaries. Brooke, come on up. You need to learn the boundaries of God. You need to learn the laws of this nation and the constitution of this nation in order to have the opinions that are correct opinions. Trust God. Trust Him with every aspect of your life. Trust Him. That's the main thing He wants you to do. If you can't trust Him, your faith is worthless. Your faith can't can't process things because you're not trusting Him. You're not doing the, the first thing in trusting Him. Trust God. 
If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you don't, you don't have a relationship with him, you can have one. Brooke's got one, don't you, Brooke? She's got a good one. She doesn't tell me anything that I don't agree with. She just speaks, and I say, I agree with that. We got the, you know what we got? The same mindset, don't we? This, the same kind of heart. We agree on just about everything the Word of God is. I don't know anything we don't agree on. We agree. Because I live under the boundaries of God, and so does she. Same with Bill. Bill, we, we think almost identical alike, don't we? Pretty close. I'm not sure if he's more conservative or I'm more conservative, but pretty close. If you don't know Jesus Christ, if you don't know the Word of God, if you'll come tonight, I'll start giving you the tools to teach you the Word of God. In Romans 10, chapter, verse, verse, uh, chapter 10, verse 14, it says, you, you got, how are you going to know if you don't have a preacher? How are you going to know these things if you're not coming to church and, and teach? I have people all the time, they want to give me their advice and give me their opinions, but they never walk into the door of a church. Well, it tells you you got to be taught these things. How does a baby learn anything? If you're a baby in Christ, how do you learn anything if you're not taught? Don't you have to be taught? That's what schools are for. That's what the church is for, to teach you these things. I'm disgusted with our country, as you can tell. I'm just thoroughly disgusted. I've, I've never seen anything like it. And I know it's because Satan is so desperately trying to destroy us. The church, he wants it gone. Don't fall for the propaganda of Satan. And the people he uses, please don't fall for that. Whatever you think, don't fall for that. I'm holding up the tables, and if you belong to Jesus Christ, you're welcome to these tables. Last week we threw this rope out, and uh, uh, it's going to be out there again. There's things to tie on, and we've done that for years now. We, we, we hadn't done it yet this year. We had several people sign up to join the church last week. If you want to join this church, sign the register and tie on. We call it tying on. Tie on. Get involved with the church. Start learning the Word of God. Start learning how you can teach yourself the Word of God. And then start talking with other Christians. And you'll start to figure out your boundaries in life with God. Does that make sense to everybody? You know how I learned the Word of God? I opened up a Bible. Then I listened to good men and women and teachers that taught me. And then I would go and study for hours and learn the Word of God. That's how I learned the Word of God. You pick up the Bible, you open it up, you, you find the tools that teaches you how to, to understand it, and you do it. And then I, I am comfortable in the boundaries that God gives me. But if I don't understand it, I will always keep quiet and shut up because you, you, just, you just fall and you keep your mouth quiet, you don't say anything. The problem with the church today is most people don't know what the Word of God says. They've taken the highlights and get their opinions, but they don't know the real deep truth of it. And they stop with their opinions. That's not what God wants from us. He wants us to stand firm and quit falling in the traps of Satan. I think it's about time that we stood again, don't you? If you belong to Jesus Christ come and enjoy these tables. If you don't, you can ask him to come and live in your life. Ask for forgiveness. Repent. 
Turn from your sins and ask him to come in and he'll do it. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come before you this morning, Lord, I pray, Father, as a church, not just this crossing church, but the church in all over the world, that we would stop allowing Satan to push us back farther into the traps he wants us set in, that we would learn the word of God and have the fortitude to stand firm in it. Lord, what would this world look like? What would this country look like if the church stood once more? People don't want you anymore, Lord. They act like you don't exist. Lord, I, I, I am so sorry that we as the church have let, have let this happen. Father, would you forgive us, Lord? Give us the fortitude to stand firm, no matter how small it looked, might look or how big it might look no matter how dangerous it might look no matter what it might be that we would stand firm and not be pushed back any farther lord let us do a little pushing let's get back some of the rights that you've given us through the good men and women that have gone before us and have died for those rights father we love you and we thank you we thank you completely you're the creator of all things. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Come and enjoy the Lord today.